Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Wednesday afternoon. We got a lot to get to. Like yesterday, I was like shitting my pants that this Jim Harbaugh thing was going down. It was inevitable. As of today, still not done, but we got a lot to get to. We'll, we'll, we'll jump right in. But let me first off, thank all of our great partners and our sponsors who make this all possible. Thank you guys. We appreciate you. We love you. And we love working with you, including and starting with Seven Mile Casino, you know the website, sevenmilecasino.com. Alex puts up that QR code. You can use your phone if you want to. Look, here's the real simple thing about Seven Mile Casino. If you want to play blackjack and poker and other table games, if you want to have a great brunch, a great lunch, a great dinner, you want a nice drink to go with it, you want to watch football games like this upcoming Sunday for the NFC and AFC championship games, like you could be playing cards and watching the games and having a great meal, everything right there inside Seven Mile Casino and the best location because it's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, right off Bay Boulevard in Chula Vista. I always say you don't have to schlep all the way out east. You don't have to go to some mega hotel, some wannabe pool scene, you know, concert venue, just thousands of people. Parking's difficult. Parking's free. It's easy. And you're going to have a great time and you're going to be a winner at Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. The QR code is right there. Hit it. And come on out and have a good time. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, last night, I was at this Laker Clipper game, and a, a guy came up to me and he said, hey, I'm curious, what do you do uh, for your workout regimen? And this is a guy who was a sponsor. He happened to be in the 710 suite last night. And he said, what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I don't work out the way I used to. I said, but I every morning I get on my Peloton, 30 minutes every morning at least. And then I lift a little bit every day, just a little something, you know? And I said, but here's the one thing I do every day. I take this product called Athletic Greens. And he said, tell me more. So then I wound up taking the athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan website and I sent it to him. I, I gave it to him, you know, by text. And I told him, look, when you order through us, you get five free travel packs and you get the one year supply of vitamin D. So uh, this morning I walked in here to where I'm at at ESPN Los Angeles. And one of the other hosts said to me, hey, do you still have your deal with Athletic Greens? And I said, yeah. And he, I said, why? And he goes, well, because my son's girlfriend is all in on athletic greens. And he said, I don't have my deal with athletic greens anymore. So I want to use yours athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. I took it today because I didn't bring my shaker bottle. I took it today and I put it in a water bottle and I know it probably doesn't look great from where you're sitting right now, but I promise you, uh, one bottle of this every day, mental clarity, uh, energy, all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and everything your body needs that it doesn't get from the food probiotics. If that's what you need, uh, you're going to love this product and you're going to feel a tangible difference in your life. And if you don't, then you're going to stop taking it. You're going to stop buying it. But it costs less than a cup of coffee every day. And I think you guys are really, really going to love it. Okay. Uh, let me talk to everybody here about our friends at Prize Picks. And I'll talk more about it during the show. But I will tell you this last night, I was looking at my Prize Picks. So pissed last night. Um, I, I went and played Taco Tuesday yesterday. And um, I thought I had a really good chance to win big. So what I did was, I'm trying to find my my uh, past selections. Okay, so yesterday I took, um, they gave me the discount on Jalen Williams, the uh, the Oklahoma City player. The, the number was 24 and a half. He scored 25, win. James Harden, his number was 17 and a half. He had that in the first half, win. Then I put Anthony Davis together with Paul George and they needed to combine for 52 and a half points. Dude, Paul George barely plays. I, I don't understand why he doesn't play more. And then Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter is worthless. So those two guys combined for 43, I needed 52 and a half. And to be honest with you, the only reason I stuck around the game was to see if I could possibly win. And then I just gave up and I knew it wasn't going to happen. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. You could turn 10 bucks into a thousand dollars. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. You got to know how to play, but get onto it. And they'll match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. All right. It's 
Wednesday. I almost said Tuesday. It's Wednesday. We got a lot of news to get to. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Wednesday, January 24th. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. You want a place to play blackjack and poker and other table games. Great brunch on Saturday and Sunday morning. Amazing food at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. Nice stiff drink. Great location. Easy and free parking. It is the best place to go, man. Seven Mile Casino, just right off Bay Boulevard in Chula Vista and only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. What's up on Wednesday, everybody? Kaplan and crew getting ready to go. A um, couple of first thoughts here. Number one, I know a lot of people hit me up yesterday and they're like, dude, did I get this straight? Did Tom Telesco, the former longtime Chargers general manager who got annihilated and humiliated by the Spanos family where he's been taking darts for those dudes for years. They fire him after the chargers get ham slammed, smoked and motorboated by the Raiders this year. It was so embarrassing that Dean Spanos stayed in Las Vegas to send the team home and have his, his kids fire the guy who's like I said, he's been taking the bullets for these guys. They fired him. And yesterday, the Raiders hired him. And people were calling me from Las Vegas who are Raider fans or Raider media, and they're going, give me the book on Tom Telesco. And I said, here it is. Tom Telesco, as far as I always knew, good guy, decent guy. Um, as far as I know, very, very good talent evaluator. Good at drafting players. Good at signing free agent players good at building a roster that for him, unfortunately could never stay healthy, but I would say hamstrung his entire time with the chargers by the chargers front office. And in this case, I mean the ownership being cheap when it comes to hiring head coaches. So that really was my book on Telesco uh, goes, comes from the bill Polian school. Uh, and I say bill Polian going back to his days in Buffalo as a general manager, when Telesco grew up and watched that Jim Kelly era, then in Indianapolis when he had Peyton Manning and, and was part of that scouting department. And I remember Bill Polian coming on the air the day Telesco was hired. He goes, look, he not only can build a roster, he knows how to build a locker room. He knows how to you know, build the personalities of a team. So I never really saw the success. Um, I saw a lot of great players drafted. I saw a lot of players kept through um, you know, signing and re-signing guys. He was able to transition from Phillip Rivers into in, into Herbolt now. Uh, but unfortunately for Tom Telesco, A, these players couldn't stay healthy, and B, he was never able to go out and hire a big-time head coach. And I think both of those reasons uh, are why Tom Telesco is no longer with the Chargers. But I think, honestly, I think it's a great move for the Raiders. I really do. I think it's a great move for the Raiders. And now, today, gentlemen, Rondé and Brownman jumping in here. Guys. Today, my boy, Alex Van Pelt, is in a, on a flight to Las Vegas. Mm. Where tomorrow, is he, he going to go see YouTube? You know, that's a good is question. This, I should, I is should this Capital him. J? Wait, is, is this Capital J? No, I think I think this has been actually reported by ESPN. Um, Can we report it if I sure. don't find anything? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you that my father, believe me, my father already called me this morning to go, hey, I just saw on ESPN that Alex is uh, interviewing for the Raiders offensive coordinator job. Yeah, that's been widely reported. So on his way today to Vegas, interview with Antonio Pierce and company tomorrow. And I'm hopeful that they don't let him out of Las Vegas. I mean, I, ho- I hope they sit there, they listen to his pitch, they listen to what he does on offense, they listen to the culture that he builds. Um, around an organization, and they go, we can't let this guy out of here because he's aligned with Antonio Pierce's philosophy about how to be uh, a people kind of coach, and I hope they don't let him out of town because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm ready to be a Raider fan. I'm ready to buy a Jamarcus Russell jersey. I I, I buy a Lyle Alzado jersey. I wear a Howie Long jersey. I wear a Sebastian Janikowski jersey all up in this junt. Of the of the that jerseys, is a you... sad name of list of names you just went through. By the way, <laughs> no, it ain't. Sebastian Janikowski is the greatest kicker ever. No, he's not. <laughs> Who better than him? The dude that's probably, still playing, Justin no, Tucker. Justin Tucker and probably Adam Vinatieri. To be honest, yeah, no, no, no. How they can't fight though? <laughs> they can't fight though. That's why he's the greatest kicker ever. He could fight and he big and he could kick. What you mean? Does he kick people during his fights? Is that what made him so good? Listen, you see that body? You see how he built? See yeah. how he built? I look at it in the mirror every day. You all hands. You all hands yeah. team. Here's my question to you, Scott. Yep. Fit wise, mm-hmm. you've you've touted your boy as a culture builder, as a guy that that is a relationship person on top mm-hmm. of being a good play caller coordinator, but really his well, you say his his real true strength is bringing out the best in people because he creates this culture mm-hmm. on a sideline. Um, I, I'm gonna or, or, I'm gonna take off the on the sideline part. But okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on the sideline. Um, that's what Antonio Pierce does very yeah. well, mm-hmm. like very, very well. Mm-hmm. So, in your opinion, from what you've seen of Antonio Pierce and how well you know AVP, mm-hmm. is that a mesh? Because that's a I think what Antonio Pierce has built, there's a very specific culture already. Well, I think uh, here's my thought. I don't know Antonio Pierce well enough. Here's what I do know about Antonio Pierce. He last year went from a position coach to a head coach and didn't necessarily need to call plays on either side of the ball. He needed to motivate, um, make people believe. Um, To me, Antonio Pierce is cut from the Mike Tomlin and I, I, you know, I would even argue, um, uh, what's our guy's name in Detroit? He, you know, um, Dan he's Campbell. Ca- Dan Campbell. He's kind of got, is. He, he's, yeah, he's kind of got that. I'm a motivator. I'm going to show you that I care about you. I'm going to be open and honest with you. I'm a relationship building kind of a coach. And what I, th- to answer your question, do I think that the two mesh? Here's what, here's what Alex is. Alex is a guy who also, uh, instills toughness when it comes to the running game, um, tries to create a family-like environment. And the best evidence of that, for me anyway, if you're a Raider fan, you'll like this. Um, last year, when I went to Cleveland for that Jacksonville-Cleveland uh, game, when the game was over, it was me, my boy Alex, his wife, uh, my buddy Kenny, my son, and we had set up for their post-game tailgate party. The head coach isn't having a post-game tailgate party in the parking lot. The other assistant coaches aren't. The players aren't. 
Alex is the guy who shows up at the at the lot at the uh, game, and his car is jam packed. So when the game is over, unpack the car, food, booze for everybody. And that particular game against Jacksonville, when we were done, we went all went back to his house, and he said, "Guys, I'm telling you, that was the biggest tailgate party we've ever had because." He's bringing his family. He's bringing his friends. And more and more and more, the players are coming to their cars. And rather than getting out of there, they're deciding, okay, I'll come over. Hey, there's food. There's booze. Let's have it. Let's hang out. And while Alex was holding court on one side, I was holding court on the other side. I had David and Joku doing uh, tequila shots with my son. And I can't remember the name of their best offensive lineman, but we must have hung out for a half an hour, 45 minutes. And the assistant coaches I was hanging out with, my point is he was growing the culture of the team. Guys were becoming more than just locker room teammates. They were becoming off the field teammates. And then Mm -hmm. their last game of the year, Flacco and his kids and his family and everybody came and it grew to over a hundred people. That may not sound like anything to people who are listening and watching right now, but I promise you this right now, that's, that's building culture. That's building family. And so I think this is my, my guess, Alex, is that if Antonio Pierce was hired by the Raiders and the first move that Antonio Pierce made was to hire Marvin Lewis, the former Cincinnati Bengals head coach, um, and knowing that that Marvin Lewis was like a father figure to guys like me and Alex when we were in college, that that's why Marvin Lewis thinks this is a marriage made in heaven. He knows Pierce well, and he knows Van Pelt well. And so the only thing is, I'm this is where I'm, I told Alex yesterday, do not mention my name to Tom Telesco. Hmm. Do why not would he mention, do that? Do why not, would he do that? Well, because, you know, like, let's, okay, because here's the thing about Telesco. Telesco knows Van Pelt and his history in Buffalo because Telesco grew up around that. Okay. Okay. And Telesco and I used to talk all the time about the old days in Buffalo because I was around those old Buffalo Bills teams. So Telesco should be your homie. Should be. But then when the Chargers moved, not only did I constantly rip the Chargers, but a lot of times I said Telesco should have been fired because he hasn't had any success of any kind. So Telesco might be pissed at me. I think we can fix the relationship. I'm pretty much sure we can fix the relationship. But that was an interesting hire because who they got as head coach to me. Because Tom Telesco's been, whether he did it or the Spanos family did it, I mean, we could all assume who did it, but he had like the three most like milk toast, bland head coaches. Like even Anthony Lynn, they ain't nothing that stands out about Anthony Lynn. His personality. It was very you know, uniform. It, it, you know, Mike McCoy, obviously the most vanilla of the three. Staley tried to be something, but he just wasn't. He tried, which was like backfired. Which was yeah, it backfired because he tried to be something he probably wasn't. And now you go, first of all, to the Raiders, culturally already different. Then you go, and your head coach is Antonio Pierce. Now I'm trying to think of famous current GM head coach relationships that stand out to me. Les Need, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. Those are the ones that like, they almost seem like they're friends, you know, like they, they go to Cabo together. You know, they, they go, they, they, they hang out together. I don't think top to last Antonio Pierce can be hanging out together in Vegas. You know, like that, that relationship to me is my biggest question mark because there has to be some sort of partnership going forward for obviously. And I just don't see them at all on the same level, like not even close. Uh, see, I think from a business from a business perspective, you can build that relationship. I don't think that that's something that has to be there immediately. I think that if you can build that relationship in a working environment through success, it goes back to what Alex was just talking about, about AVP. You can build team chemistry. You can build a family within a team 
by doing the type of stuff like everybody's in a parking lot after the game or everybody going to somebody else's bowling event or, 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 or poker tournament. Like you could build that kind of stuff. I think that's possible, but it starts with those guys being on the same page player-wise and scheme-wise. And we're talking on this show, We've been this segment's been going for a while, and we've been talking about this topic. We, done, we ain't even talked about the most important thing yet. What that mean for us, baby? Yeah. How many how many tickets we talking? Well, how many that, games a year we talking? What's going on you, here? Let me tell you something right now. I've never been inside that new stadium in Vegas. I've driven by it a few times and gone, I got to go into this thing. Never been in it. And I said yesterday, if my boy AVP becomes the offensive coordinator of the Raiders, I'm immediately going to become a season ticket holder of the Raiders. Now, hold on. Whoa. I don't I don't mean I'm going to buy season tickets, man. I mean, let's What's not that? get crazy. All right. Let's not get nuts. All right. But I will go to games on weekends when I'm free. Because let me tell you something. Next year, football season, you're looking at an empty nester. Okay. And unless, unless my daughter, who graduates Boise State in May, comes moving home, all right, my little one, she takes off for college in August. I'm an empty nester next football season. Officially? She gets in somewhere? She's gone? She's leaving for sure? Well, she's gotten in to some schools so that she's interested in. But she – Give me her top three schools. Give me her top three that she's in. Um, her top three – well, her, the top that she's in is so far is Colorado State, which I'm not really so high on. Um, but I'm most high on Cal Poly Slow, and I'm kind of um, interested in Cal Davis. Um, and you know, she won't know about like Berkeley or these kinds of schools, um, for a while, but, um, the top that she's gotten into so far, I would say Colorado state Pitt, my alma mater. She has no interest. Um, Utah, um, uh, where else has she gotten in Oregon state? You know, she's gotten uh, into all these places. Why what's up with your kids? Pit, just, what? Your kid just wanted to bounce from California from like San Diego, uh, dude, too. Dude, I want her to go to Cal Poly Slow because we've been on that campus and it's an awesome place. What worries me about Cal Poly Slow is the Spanos name is on so many buildings on that campus <laughs> that they know that my kid is trying to get into that school and they deny her entrance. Is it blood for you like that, bro? Is it blood for you like that? Y'all <laughs> crippling in blood like that? Telling, you, telling, on, your, telling your best friend to not mention your name in it with, with a guy right. that's not even with the Chargers no more. It's that deep now, no more, man. Bro. Yeah. yeah. She don't work there no more. I bet you, you Telesco know, don't like him either. You I know, Telesco don't, not big fans. I mean, true. maybe he is. You know, they did get him a check for what? 11 seasons? Thir- what was he there for? 13 years? 11 years. How about this? How about uh, tomorrow? My boy AVP goes into the interview. Telesco's there. Telesco goes, hey, your boy Kaplan. Big mouth, but he was right the whole time. You know, how about that? What if that hired, you know? Yeah, you're hired. Hey, what if um, you get him the job. How about that? Maybe Wouldn't that be amazing? You know, Browner, you mentioned, though, um, Telesco and Antonio Pierce. How do they work together? And I feel like if you're Antonio Pierce, you proved to Mark Davis that you're the right guy with the right personality at the right time at the right price. To be the Raiders head coach, you know, to be the Raiders head coach. And I think that if you're Tom Telesco, I mean, if you're Antonio Pierce and you've got a consultant on your staff, like Marvin Lewis, somebody you truly, truly trust that has your back. Marvin Lewis would probably say, Hey, look, this guy, Tom Telesco, let's look at his resume. I mean, here, we'll look at it together right here. Um, I love the picture that you've created, Alex, that Tom Telesco is joining the dark side. You've got a Raider logo in the back. But Telesco standing in front of it in his charger powder blue. <laughs> <laughs> you work for ESPN. Oh my God, that's great. Pictures uh, available to me, dog. You know what I'm saying? 
11 right. seasons with the Chargers. I mean, that's a, it's a great run. A sub-500 record. We can all argue why that would be. A mere three playoff appearances. That's bad. It, it really his is. His quarterbacks was Phillip Rivers and Justin Herbert for all 11 of those seasons. Right, but his, head coaches, but his head coaches were Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, and Brandon Staley. So you're right. It is bad. His playoff record, he's only playoff appearances three, playoff record two and three, and through this entire 11 years, zero division titles. Nothing. See, we, I think y'all y'all missing the point on this guy, man. Y'all really me, are. Tell us the players that the players that he was able to draft. Again, mm -hmm. everybody gets an opportunity to draft. They've never had the number one pick, but somehow they found Justin Herbert. Somehow they found all these players, Austin Eckler, undrafted. They found all the he found all these guys. That's his selling point. If I'm him, I'm not gonna go in here and top my record because that don't look so sweet. I'm not going to go in here and tell how many coaches I've, type of coaches I've hired. That ain't going to look so sweet. But I am going to go in here and tell you how I've been working on a budget mm -hmm. for the last 11 years. Mm -hmm. What I am going to tell you is how I've been working in a dysfunctional situation and look at the roster I was able to turn out. Now, coaching and, and X and O's, whether we win or not, I well, put that on somebody well, else's plate. Look, Listen, cheapness isn't a dysfunction. He's going to a dysfunction. Let's be real. No, no, no. But what you what you <laughs> saying, wink, wink, nod, nod to them is I could work with y'all. I could work with this. That was worse yeah. than this. That was I think worse than this. Personally, I think I think what you just said all is true. But I think what, what we're all forgetting here, I genuinely think this was a move that Mark Davis was like a middle finger to the Spanos family. Oh, hold on. You nailed it. Because just the same I think he's way, qualified. No, no, no. I think no, he's no, qualified. He, he is qualified. No. Of course he's qualified. I think I said everything you said okay. is true. Yeah. But okay. you're yeah. forgetting this. Right. Because you got to remember, the history between Mark Davis and Dean Spanos, it goes like this. Um. And by the way, it's it's even deeper than what I'm going to get to. But they were proposing at one time that the Raiders and Chargers team up for a stadium in Carson together, that Forever the Raiders that. and Chargers get L.A. together. And the rest of the owners laughed at both of them. And really, um, the reason that the Chargers left to go to L.A. was because if they, if they didn't, the Raiders would have. And then you would have had the the Rams and the Raiders in LA and the Chargers in San Diego and the Raiders and Rams would be playing in SoFi Stadium and the Chargers today today would still be playing in Qualcomm Stadium because they weren't thinking about Vegas. And what Mark Davis did is not only get Vegas, um, but he there was a breakup of that relationship because Davis was pissed that he was kind of left behind and that Dean blocked him from going to LA, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's a lot of bad blood between these two franchises and between the two owners. Mm -hmm. And then to to have blasted the Chargers, I think the score was like, did they score 63 points in that game? Because I was rooting for them to try and score 70. Mm -hmm. When the Raiders beat up on the Chargers the way they did the second go-around this past season, and the Chargers came home and fired Telesco and Staley, they were so humiliated, not by being beaten so badly, by being beaten so badly by the Raiders. And I think that when Telesco became available, Davis looked at Telesco and said, well, if he can build the roster that he built for the Chargers, we'd be pretty happy with that. Mm -hmm. And and I think, Alex, you're exactly right. This is a very, very much a big old middle finger. Hey, Dean, you fired him. He built a great roster for you. Your mm -hmm. medical staff sucks. You can't keep guys healthy. I've got Las Vegas. And I got more money now than ever before. I'll take your leftover general manager because we're going to build a better roster than you guys have. He also left you with a 54 million deficit in cap space. He left you with Herbert. Awesome. But now you're going to pay Herbert 50 to $60 million a year. 
like so he's leaving you with the quarterback but everything else is up in the air yeah. you're gonna have to have everybody restructure their deal okay, if you well, keep these people not not i don't want to hear that from the quarterback clock generation around here i don't want to hear that yeah he y'all had him on the quarterback clock for four years and then we all talk about all oh, the quarterback clock y'all had him on the quarterback clock he gave them players that's how they got there it's khalil mack uh bosa the jc jackson which was now traded but uh, you know, Derwin James is how you there got is there. A, uh, there's, a pod- Allen. there's a podcast called Minus Three Podcast. It's like an NFL Network produced podcast. It's not very big, but they released a, a stat, which was crazy. And I would love to share it with you guys, but it might take me longer than 10 seconds to okay, explain. Okay, well, hold on. Hold on. I, I can't wait to hear this crazy stat. And coming up. It's, this clock matters, Browner. Okay, well, listen. Coming up. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday, I thought this Jim Harbaugh thing was quote-unquote inevitable. And it still hasn't gone down, which makes me think maybe something's up here. Hold on. Let's talk about the Jim Harbaugh situation coming right back. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and crew. Got Grande and the Brown Man. It's Wednesday afternoon. Why has this Harbaugh thing not yet happened one way or the other? Let's talk about it next. Hey, great friends. It's Wednesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Our man, Eric Williams from foxsports.com, who covers the NFL, is going to join us here in a matter of moments. We'll talk about all the news from Tom Telesco going to the Raiders to the latest on Jim Harbaugh and where the Chargers stand and all of that. And then we'll get to the championship weekend coming up. Um, this segment being brought to us by our friends at prize picks, prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. Hey, Browner last night, just to give you a heads up. Um, I took that Jalen Williams taco Tuesday discount. Um, mm-hmm. he had to score 24 and a half points. He scored 25. I mean, these guys are so on top of it. So um, I took it. James, I, I took James Harden last night. Cause I was at that Clipper Laker game. I, I took James Harden to score more than 17 and a half points. He scored that in the first half. And then, then I made a mistake. Then I Uh-oh. put together Anthony Davis with Paul George to score more than 52 and a half points. And the two of them combined for like 43 points. One, Paul George, I don't even understand. I, I mean, he doesn't even play, dude. I don't get, he, the guy's not on the floor. Like the whole game, he doesn't even play. And number two, Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter. The just Anthony Davis just faded, dude. Fourth quarter, he had scored 26 points through three. He scored no points in the fourth quarter. And I'm telling you right now, Kawhi Leonard worked him over on the defensive end. Anthony Davis couldn't go near the basket. So I was so close to turning $20 into $100. I lost on prize picks. On Wait, that's, a, that's a three. That's a three picker. Three picker. Yeah, three. Three. Three legs. Three legs. Yeah. Right, I mean, that's not, that's not bad. That's not. I told you, man, stay away from AD. Y'all don't listen to me. Stay away from AD, period. As soon as he'll get you one, he'll lose your 10. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'll pass on any any AD, any AD more lesses. I'm always less. AD's a less guy for me. All right. I see AD, I go less. All right. Well, this segment being brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. You got plenty of time to play the NFL playoffs this weekend and a chance to win 1000 bucks. You take 10 bucks, turn into 1000 bucks when you combine football and basketball. All right, here's Eric Williams. From FoxSports.com. Hey, Eric, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. How y'all doing? Doing great, man. Um, wow. Gosh, you look so comfy and cozy. Is that like, is that a hoodie or is that like one of those long skirt thingies that you're wearing? It's a hoodie. Yeah. Just very comfortable hoodie. Uh, one of my favorites. And uh, 
you know, something you could, you could, you could fall asleep in (laughs) kind of soft material. We're going to get you the Kaplan and crew death row records hoodie as a gift from us for being so good to the show. Do you know that we have a death row records hoodie? You got to stop saying death row. We're going to get, we're going to get called up by Shook Knight, man. This is Kaplan row. (laughs) Stop saying death row, please. How about live row? He's, he's incarcerated Mm -hmm. here in San Diego. You know, he could listen to the show. So send somebody at saying, us. Please stop well, saying death row. Okay. What happened was, Eric, is that um, Browner here said, we don't play by the same rules. We don't work for the man. Mm-hmm. We don't have to take crap from anybody. And then mm-hmm. Fat Tony made a logo to represent all of that. And then yesterday, mm-hmm. the three of us all wore our hoodie on the air together. And everybody seems to love this hoodie. We're going to get one for you. We're going to get you all hooked up. Cool. I look forward to receiving it and wearing it. All right. Yeah, if you don't want your program director dancing in your videos, you don't want to know that? <laughs> Come on over here. Come on over to Kaplan and crew. <laughs> Eric, uh, first question for you. Give us an opinion. Tell us what you think about Tom Telesco, as we put it out uh, just in the last segment. Alex put, mm-hmm. the, put it back up on the screen. Joining the dark side. What do you think about Tom Telesco going to the Raiders? Yeah, I think it was a smart move by the Raiders. You get institutional knowledge from a guy that's been working in the division for 11 years and and knows how those teams are built. Uh, You get a guy that's been working on the draft and free agency already. Um, So there's there's not like he already has a head start in terms of, of, you know, getting talent in those two areas. Um, And I think the one thing about Telesco, that's a strength that he is able to get along with a lot of different types of personalities. Um, and I think that will help him in kind of, you know, getting into the Raiders organization and getting to know, you know, Pierce and, and the coaching staff and, and what they want uh, in terms of talent on both sides of the football. So I think, you know, I think it's a good move for the Raiders. Yeah, me too. I know I got a bunch of calls yesterday from like Las Vegas media members going, give me the book on Telesco. I go, listen, here's what I can tell you. I think he's a great talent evaluator. I think he is an excellent drafter of talent. Um, I think that he's done a good job in making moves to bring in free agents to supplement the roster. I think the guy knows how to build a roster. Unfortunately for him, his roster couldn't stay healthy. You could blame the Chargers medical staff. There's plenty of evidence as to why you might do that. I said, mm-hmm. I think he's been hamstrung by the inability to hire a big name, big money coach. So Antonio Pierce isn't a big name, big money coach, but I think he's the right coach at the right time at the right price. And, and I just think that to me, to have a guy who comes from inside the division, I think it's a A plus move for the Raiders. Yeah, I, I think again, like um, I think it was a wise choice by by the Raiders to get Telesco that he, you know, when he was available. Um, I think you're right. I think he is a good talent evaluator. I, I think you know, kind of behind the scenes with the Chargers, there's probably things we don't know about in terms of uh, different of, of being limited and what he could do in terms of hiring talent. And then ultimately, you know, whether or not he was, you know, making the decision on guys getting drafted, you know, um, you know, because, you know, ultimately uh, John Spanos was the head of football operations and, and, and the person that, you know, was, was making, making the decisions the the big decisions with that organization. Yeah. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com is here. Um, Eric, Alex here can, can fill us in, but yesterday we were having a conversation about Jim Harbaugh. And a friend of mine, who's a friend of Jim's, um, who I would consider in the know, although he tried to tell me he doesn't really know what's going on. Hmm. um, He told me, don't quote me, and I don't even know, but I think it's inevitable 
And I was all worried yesterday, like, oh, my God, it, it does seem inevitable. I mean, every, but every conversation seems to be pointing towards the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh doing a deal. Mm -hmm. Alex, why don't you fill everybody in on where we are in the conflicting reports that have come out earlier today? Yeah, well, it's kind of like a fluid situation, obviously. This morning, Bleacher oh. Report reported that Harbaugh was going to have a second interview with Atlanta today. Mm -hmm. And now that same reporter is saying, oh, now it's being moved. And Josh Kendall, who's the athletic beat reporter for the Falcons, said, yeah, that second interview is not happening today, but a second one could be upcoming. So Harbaugh mm -hmm. left L.A., supposedly, without a deal. But now that he didn't have the second interview in Atlanta today, now people are trying to put the puzzle pieces together like maybe there is a deal coming with the Chargers. Eric, uh, what's tired. your... Maybe <laughs> he just wants to go home for a day. Maybe mm -hmm. he's hanging at dinner with his wife. I don't know. He's still got another job. Well, you might be right. He? I mean, may maybe he goes, maybe he goes home. Maybe he goes back to Ann Arbor and he sits down with the athletic director or the president of the university. And he goes, Hey, listen guys, um, y'all got my I money. I didn't want to, I didn't want to make a, a hasty decision. I'm here. You know, this is what they're offering. I mean, I may Eric, what's your read on the whole Harbaugh Raiders, or excuse me, Harbaugh chargers situation. Yeah. One word negotiation. That's what's happening right now. And these these little dribblings of information we're getting from different reporters around the league, just kind of that's what it says, you know, in terms of the back and forth, either he's going to have a second interview with the Falcons. Maybe you put that out there to to gain some leverage over the Chargers to maybe have the Chargers up their offer, whether it's financial or control. And then you're still dealing with the Michigan situation and you're trying to improve that contract as best you can so you want to get the contracts up as high as you can uh, and then make a decision on whether you want to go back to michigan or whether you want to accept the job with the chargers based on you know finances and and comfort and where you're at in your career so i, th I just feel like all of this is negotiation to get the offers up as high as you can and then ultimately make a decision so there's three guys supposedly like yesterday, there's a report Pete Carroll's pushing for the job for the Chargers. Oh, there's the oh. same report by Pro Football Talk that Mike Vrabel's still in the mix for the Chargers. Oh. I'm going to ask Eric Williams. Oh. If you are John Dean Spanos, I think that's his middle name, right? Um, who do you hire? If you if you could have your choice, which he might be able to have his choice if he pays up, but like you, if you had your choice, which of those three do you think is the best fit for that team? I think it's Harbaugh. I think it's I think they need an offensive guy in there to get the most out of Herbert. He's proven he can do that at other stops in the past. Um, I understand why Pete would be interested because he's a he's a Southern California guy. Um, I just don't think it's a, a good fit organizationally having covered Pete for several years and having covered the Chargers. Um, I just don't see him being a good fit for 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 who they are uh, as an organization. And I and I and I like Harbaugh in terms of fit for, you know, what the chargers are and, 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 and kind of their profile and culture that they have built there. Uh, I think Vrabel would be interesting um, as a defensive guy that's had some success, you know, with the Titans. Um, but I just think Harbaugh is a slam dunk, you know, uh, and if you can get him, you know, scratch the check. Hey, listen, seven footers miss dunks all the time, baby. This is going to be Mike Vrabel. I'm telling y'all right now. Mm -hmm. Now that the offensive coordinator for the Bengals is gone, it's going to be Mike Vrabel's job because Jim Harbaugh won't too much money. That second meeting was him sitting down at the table, looking at them and going, y'all got my money? 
Y'all got my money? No, no, you still it. I get out a couple more days. I'm going home. That's it. I don't think this is a hot take. I think they're in a win-win-win situation. I we said this yesterday. I agree yeah. too. You can't if lose. they get one of those three. If they get one look, of those three, look at their previous head coaches. Now, if you tell me you're gonna land Jim Harbaugh, no, okay, whatever. You gonna land Pete Carroll? Uh, oh, uh, no, okay, whatever. You ended up with Mike Vrabel. Hey man, that's the best hire we've had in a long time. Like a proven head coach who's worked somewhere else and has been successful. I will say this: usually, you don't come in for that second interview unless the financials have kind of already been agreed upon at some point. So it's just kind of tying loose ends and and seeing if you're comfortable with everything else in terms of the structure. So, you know, if the finances aren't there initially, I doubt Harbaugh would have would have taken uh, the second interview and, and, and did the sit down. So how much you thinking? How much you thinking, Eric? You in the business, you know, you done heard about these things before. You probably got an ear to the ground or an eye on the wall or somewhere. How much we talking? I would say double digits. Well, uh, listen, we all know that. We all, come on, Eric, what you doing? What you doing here? You I doing mean, here, the, the the offer for one, Michigan is. One in the two, one in the five, is, is, is 12, one in the seven. Right? It's 12, yes. and a half. 12, 12 and a half. Okay. So I, I think if they could get close to that number and, and give Harbaugh the control that he wants, um, you know, I think they have a, a chance to seal the deal. Wow. See, I thought. And this was uh, something that we had heard from somebody that we consider a very reliable source that Don Yee, the agent who negotiated the deal for Sean Payton in Denver, mm-hmm. um, that the reason Harbaugh hired him is to get a deal comparable to or greater than what Sean Payton got. And, and Sean Payton has won Super Bowl and was working in television. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is way hotter today than Sean Payton was when he got hired by the Broncos. So I thought the number was more like 18 to 20 million, mm. which is what I think is the holdup. Yeah, that, that could very well be. Maybe he wants Sean Payton money. And mm. I'm not sure if he's going to get Sean Payton money from the Chargers. You that's, know, you're talking about Walmart money versus, you know, the Spanos, which Spanos is how about Home Depot money. How about Home Depot different. money? Yeah, Home Depot money would be pretty good too, right? Um, so yeah, may, potentially that that might be the holdup, you know, that there's there's a gap there, a significant gap. And they're they're waiting to see if the Chargers can close it. Um, I'm sure by the time this this hits the air today, it's going to be like five more reports of what's happening with Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. You know, like just kind of like where we're at in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just going to change all the time. All right, Eric, can I ask Eric here. a question? Yeah, let me just reset for everybody who's yeah. listening on radio. I mean, everybody who's watching on YouTube and TV, you can see it's Eric Williams. But for those of you that are listening on radio, Eric Williams, our longtime great friend. Uh, who works for FoxSports.com and covers the AFC West and the NFC West in particular. Been covering the NFL for a long time, and we definitely want to get his takes on uh, the upcoming championship round this weekend. Go ahead, Alex. On TV, it was terrible. In person, how bad was Jordan Love's interception against the 49ers this weekend? Because (laughs) it looked bad. I mean, obviously, uh, I had a flashback to Brett Favre doing it against the Saints, and then Mm -hmm. someone actually spliced the video together it was the exact same throw, the exact same yeah. movement. Like it was, it was literally a carbon copy, throwing it into coverage where there was nothing there with so much time on the clock. Mm. All things aside, how bad was it? And are you confident after that game that the Niners will beat the Lions this weekend? Well, obviously the Niners dodged a bullet in, in getting a win against a team that that played better than they did for a large majority of that game. Uh, the interception was bad because of, like you said, I think it was first down when he threw it. Um, he had some 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 green grass in front of him. Looked like he could have maybe ran with the football. 
he was under pressure. I think Bosa was the person that was near him. Uh, but you know, you just, you can't do that in that situation. Um, because you still have more downs to play and you have a lot of time left. So, you know, overall it was a bad decision. You know, I think, you know, love played well at times for them, um, against a really good defense. I think if you're the Niners, um, you feel like, Hey, we, we played about as bad as we could play and we're still able to get a victory. What happens if we come out there and, and play like we normally play, uh, against a quarterback that they know, very well and Jared Goff that they've seen, you know, several times when he was with the Rams. I think that helps them having some some institutional knowledge, you know, having faced Goff in the past. Um, but there are some some concerns, you know, the, the Niners pass rush, no sacks. I mean, you're paying those guys a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, the pressures are nice, but when you get sacks, you have a chance to get turnovers. You have a chance to get, you know, to set the offense back with the lost yardage that, yardage that you get from sacks. So when they don't create pressure, it puts a lot of pressure on their secondary, which I think is probably the weak spot of that defense. So they're going to have to heat up Goff, which means they're going to have to blitz more, which they traditionally haven't done under Wilkes. And then I think the other thing is, is you know, obviously the the Purdy conversation is is a, is a polarizing topic. You know, people on the margins, he's like the worst quarterback ever or he's the best quarterback ever. And I think most of the people are kind of in between. He's, he's, he's a, a good quarterback that is, has been good statistically, but is still young and still learning. Um, and I think one thing with Purdy is, you know, you have to remember that he's coming off of uh, reconstructive elbow surgery. He spent most of his off season rehabbing, not really working on his craft. And so for him to, to play like he's playing right now, um, you know, give him, give him his props, give him his credit. Um, but again, he's not, He's not Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Patrick Mahomes. There we he's go. not in that category, and, and he shouldn't go. be. You know, I don't even think he's a third round pick. Thank yeah. you, thank well, you, sir. Thank you, I, sir. We, we could argue about that because I've seen Jared play a lot. Now Jared has more experience, um, right? So I think that that's if you're going to talk about that part of it, sure. But I think in terms of talent, I mean. Uh, Jared, Jared might have a stronger arm than than, than Purdy. It's gonna take a long. It's gonna take a long time for Brock Purdy to shake that 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 narrative. It's gonna be like two for two in NFC Championship games, and I know. It, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to shake it if he's a Niner. To be honest with you, like I don't know if he's ever gonna be able to shake that game manager, right. not as good. You know, like I don't think it's gonna be really difficult for him because, like, if you look at his numbers, like they're freaking top notch right. in the NFL all the way across. So I don't know what. What else he has to do to shake that narrative already? Unless it rains. If it rains, then the numbers ain't that good. He's got to win. He's, he's got to win a go. chip. <laughs> I mean, if he wins a chip, then then people will give his props. They'll still question him, but that will go a long way, I think, to to kind of dispelling the you know all the critics yeah. out there. What's Eric Williams, FoxSports.com is here. Someone's phone is vibrating. If, yeah, I don't know who it is. <laughs> if I told if I told Kyle Shanahan to get to the Super Bowl, all you had to do was beat the NFC North. I think he'd be happy about that. Because that's what yeah, you're looking I mean, at. You, you thought you were going to have to face the Cowboys and the Eagles, and instead it's the Packers and the Lions. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think you would you would take that all day if you're the Niners. Bring it. Yeah, well, on paper, it. but if you watch football this year, you're kind of like, well, they're playing a tougher schedule now than they than those two teams. Especially with the Lions, because they're they're yeah. so good up front offensively, uh, and they yeah. can run the football, which the Niners had had trouble stopping the run at times. Um, so yeah, you're right. You're right. The the Lions seem built and equipped to to give 
the the, the Niners' problems uh, this weekend. So um, Eric Williams is here from FoxSports.com. Eric, we had about a minute and a half left. I, I'm curious. We talked a lot about the NFC side. I mean, the AFC side, you, it doesn't get any better. I mean, at least in terms of the two franchises, their history, coaches, mm -hmm. quarterbacks. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than this. Um, I'm curious, where, where do you think this game is going between Kansas City and Baltimore? I picked the Chiefs to, to win back-to-back -back, uh, at the start of the year, so I'm going to continue to roll with that even though it didn't play out like I thought it would in terms of their season. Um, a couple of things about the Chiefs having watched them in person. Their defense is legit. Like it's it's the best defense that Mahomes has had since he's been there. And so I'm interested to see that matchup against Lamar Jackson and what their plan is to try to slow him down. And then I think offensively they're starting to play better. Uh, you know, Kelsey is starting to get going. Um, I think they're really good in the red zone. I think that's where this is going to be decided. Uh, what offense can can score touchdowns versus field goals in the red zone. And I just think that Patrick Mahomes is is the X factor. He's going to make plays in those critical moments of the, the game. He doesn't shy away from that. I haven't seen that on a consistent basis from Lamar. I'm interested to see if he can uh, execute at a high level in a high leverage situation against a really good team. Um, so for me, because Mahomes has already done it, um, I'm going to continue to roll with Mahomes. Right, that's why I'm having such a hard time with that game. I, I, I'll tell you right now, it's only Wednesday. Um, I'm taking Detroit to at least cover. I'm not ruling it out that Detroit wins. I really, as much as all the numbers in the gambling world seem to point to taking Baltimore, I can't go against Kansas City yet. So, and especially with that three and a half. So, hey, Eric, it's great to talk to you. Um, We'll all be watching the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend, and then we'll revisit what happened. And by next Wednesday, I mean, who knows what will have happened in this Harbaugh situation. So we'll talk to you next week. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com stopping by this segment of Kaplan and Crew being brought to us by our friends at PrizePix. PrizePix.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So make sure you're getting in the game with PrizePix. All right. Let's dig in a little bit more on the Harbaugh thing. I also want to get to San Diego State basketball. Stick around. All right, everybody. Hey, a uh, little halftime report here. A couple of things. Number one, yesterday, Gary Cooper was on the uncensored portion of the podcast, and I hope you watch it. If you didn't, make sure you go back and watch it. Here's why. Because if you're thinking about buying a house or selling a house or buying a you know rental property, whatever the case may be, Gary was talking about yesterday. And I heard, by the way, I turned on the radio yesterday as I was driving up to LA and I heard these commercials. Hey, we can get you a 5% interest rate. Yeah. Um, if you buy down the interest rate and it costs you thousands of dollars to do that. So don't fall for this bullshit. Okay. You call Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299 and let Gary walk you through and educate you and talk to you and eliminate the shell games and all the nonsense. Talk to Gary because he can help you. And if you're thinking, well, I'll never be able to afford a house. I don't have money for a down payment. Talk to him. There's programs for people that don't have that kind of cash. So talk to Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299 for Koopa Loop. Um, one other thing. I feel like, and I, Alex, I don't look at the, the data you do, but I feel like um, the Kaplan and crew hoodie that we were all wearing yesterday, people were giving us shit online. Like, what is this, the team uniform? Yesterday it was. I feel like people love it. I feel like everybody loves the death row. We don't take shit from nobody. You know, we're not playing by the same rules. We don't have to answer to the man, all that kind of stuff. I think people like it. I just don't know if people are actually buying the stuff. As I tell you guys all the time, 
we don't make any money. I mean, like I'm telling you in this month, if I get $25 sent to me in my bank account, um, it's because when you buy, they create, then they ship and they make most of the money. We make a couple bucks here and there. But the reason we want you to buy this stuff, Alex, you take down the mountain trust. The reason we want you to buy this stuff is not because we, we are making a lot of money on it. We want you to wear our products so that you're rocking them around on the streets. And then people go, oh, Kaplan crew. You go, yeah, I watch on YouTube. I listen on audio podcasts. I still listen on 1090. I watch on TV. Brand ambassadors, man. That's what we're looking for. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Our newest merch drop is, and I think I sound super cool saying that, our newest merch drop is out and we want you to buy it. We want you to rock it and we want you to represent. Okay, kaplanandcrew.com. Let's get back to the show. Hey, great friends. It's Wednesday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. As always, we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So uh, great conversation for those of you that are just getting with us on radio. Great conversation we just had with Eric Williams of foxsports.com, who covers the NFL. You know, he really is very specific to the NFC West and the AFC West. So uh, has had his eyes on the 49ers all year long. And um, we'll have we'll have him back next week when we know who's uh, who's going to be in the Super Bowl. I said to you guys at the end of the segment, I don't know if you guys are leaning. We haven't we won't make our official picks until Friday. But when I look at the lines in the two games that are coming up this weekend, I should have made a bet on Baltimore when you could have gotten them at three points early in the week. Now Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite, and that scares me uh, to the point where I think the game is so close. At three and a half, I'm probably more inclined to take Kansas City. On the other side, the Detroit-San Francisco game, I feel like Vegas is saying to me, um, come play the Lions, smart guy. <laughs> come play the Lions. You saw the Lions last week beat up on Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay beat up on Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is not very good, and Tampa Bay was at home, and you know what? Um, beating up on Tampa Bay, who beat up on Philadelphia, really makes me think the Lions are better than they are. And the Lions beating the uh, the Rams in the wild card, where there was all that emotion and it was only a one-point win, uh, you know, the two quarterbacks, the history of the organizations, et cetera. Um, I feel like after watching San Francisco squeak by, and as Eric said in the last segment, they got lucky to win that game. They, they they were outplayed by Green Bay for most of that game. I feel like Vegas is saying to me, "Come on, come play the Lions." You can, smart you guy. can do it. Come you on, can do it. Come so on. you both of you guys got problems God. when I and I mean this with all respect. Oh, y'all, here, comes a, here comes a backhanded compliment. Y'all, no, this is this is just calling you guys out. You guys have an addiction at the moment. Mm -hmm. You guys, you guys bet and put money on mm -hmm. too many things. Mm -hmm. And I always refer back <laughs> to our friend Craig Dato, mm -hmm. who says, only bet what you know. And right now, I would never touch that Lions game, ever. Just because there's a line doesn't mean you have to play it. No, I realize that. But it's kind of like when I go to the racetrack, right? When I go to Del Mar. Yes, please explain why you have a problem more. Yeah, so when I go... So listen, again, <laughs> I, I've told the story. I've, I've told you guys the story. I, in my entire adult life, have never bet on football. Yeah. And what happened is... Um, as gambling has become more legal in, in more places 
And as as the leagues have begun to change their stance on gambling, they've they've embraced it now because they want a piece of that pie, right? I mean, when it was a uh, black market thing. Whoa. You, hey, sorry, man. Whoa. Sorry, dog. You know, oh, man, it is what it is. I mean, come on. There just is a color. there, just there is color. an acceptable phrase whoa. called the black market, isn't there? Whoa, 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 whoa. When when gambling on sports was considered the black market, you know, um, I was very much opposed to it. Like I was like, hey, listen, you know, I, I the way I was raised, the way I grew up, and I don't mean my family. I mean in football. Every time I walked into that locker room in college, there was a big sign: don't gamble. Blah blah blah. And every NFL locker room you walk into, you can't gamble on games. And then all of a sudden, because all the uh, bookies and everybody who was in the illegal gambling world was making all the money, that's when things started to get legal and taxed. And oh, by the way, that's when the owners in the league started to go, hey, we want a piece of that pie. People are making too much money on our product. We're not making enough money on that. How did you feel about marijuana? Oh, I felt the same hmm. way. I felt the same way. Like like marijuana should have been legalized a long time ago. So long that you time could, ago. So that you could tax it. Mm -hmm. Number one, and the states and the government can make money. Um, that's not the first part of it. And the second part of it is we're wasting a ton of money arresting people that are standing on street corners selling dime bags. And then, by the way, we're wasting an even bigger amount of money by imprisoning these people. But did for you sell you, you, you're missing you're missing one more you're missing you're missing one more key opponent, one more key thing. No. The health benefits that it provides people that have been proven far, far, far long ago than the actual prescription pills that people are being prescribed. Yeah. So I, I, I felt like weed should have been legal. And now I feel like gambling is, 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 is being legalized. And as it is, the one thing that I've learned is, is that younger men in particular are the ones who are most interested in sports wagering. And by the way, all of a sudden they're that much more interested in sports wagering when they think about radio podcasts, TV shows, et cetera, et cetera. That's why, I mean, think about it. That's why ESPN has its own betting app now. You know, because too many other companies were making money on gambling and ESPN sitting there going, what, what the hell? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Right. We're, we're the sports content machine. And we're over here whomping our Johnsons while everybody else is making money. Oh. Hey, now. <laughs> so here's the thing. That is the oldest term I've heard that described in a while. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was, was that on the locker room somewhere? Were you no, but room? it's just it's one that I break out every now and again, you know. But Alex, <laughs> your, po your point about. um just because there's a line in the game doesn't mean you have to bet it. That's true. Mm -hmm. And you are right that oh. I don't know if I'd call it an addiction, but here's what I will tell you without action on the game. It's a little less interesting. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. Pretty simple. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, unless I, okay, back to Dato because Dato and sports injury central says the Ravens are the right side of the game in terms of the Ravens health versus the chiefs health. Everything points to the Ravens winning this game, being at home, the season that they've had. Everything points to the Ravens winning the game. Um, so I, I want to take the Ravens. And, and I was told on Monday, take the Ravens and lay the three. But I didn't do it because I'm a procrastinator. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. now that the line is three and a half, now I say, well, wait a second. I should probably take the Chiefs because it's probably a three-point game. And I'm with Listen, Eric. I, I mean, you got to you got to show me that you can beat the Chiefs. It's the same way I felt about the Patriots forever. Show me you can beat them. I I, I did the nerd thing. I did the sports mm -hmm. nerd thing, and I rewatched the game. And I got to tell you, man, I think Lamar Jackson is better than Josh Allen. 
And I think Justin Tucker is better than that, whoever that other guy's name. Who yeah, missed Tyler Bass. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think you're about to see a master, a master class by Lamar Jackson. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to play bad, but I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson take this opportunity to ascend to a place where a two-time MVP gets this stage against a multiple-time world champion and has to show the world, yeah, I'm nice too. I'm no, I nice agree with too. you. I, I remember I remember in the summer, everybody talking about, oh, they didn't want to sign me. Oh, nobody wanted me. I ain't forgot that. When I was in the draft, nobody wanted me. Baltimore actually passed on me before taking me. So I'm here and I'm telling y'all, I, this me, I'm it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nice too. I'm mm-hmm. nice too. I'm him. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. The Ravens are the better team. Correct use of that term, I, bro. I'm yes. him, dog. I am him. Hell yeah. You nailed that one. I am him. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't keep doing it though. You, oh, you sorry, my be, yeah. my be. You just do it and then move on. That okay. was it. You had I, it the first time. Yeah. Perfect. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I, yeah, I agree that the Ravens are the better team. Lamar Jackson's been playing better than Patrick Mahomes this year. Mm-hmm. The Ravens actually gave him help this year. Mark Andrews has not been missed at all because they had this other dude called Isaiah Likely so that's probably better at this point in their career. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I'm not picking Lamar Jackson's Ravens is because you just got to do it. Like, there's been mm-hmm. one quarterback. There's been one quarterback to beat Mahomes in the playoffs, one. if I remember it. And that's Tom Brady. So, well, two, two. He's 0 2. Who two, was the I other thought... one? I think he's like 13 and 1 Joe against everybody. Joe Burrow. He's 13 and 1, Burrow being the one. And then he's 0 mm-hmm. 2 against Brady. Like, And the Brady one was when Brady was with Tampa. Right. One in, in Tampa, Bowl. one in New England. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just think. There is no other reason why I'm picking the Chiefs. Like, I think this yeah. is the worst Chiefs team that Mahomes has had. This, oh, offensively, this is the mm-hmm. best deep. And by the way, the NFL got lucky that the offense is not clicking at the same time as the defense because nobody would win if that ever clicked at the same time. Oh, man. No chance. So, yeah, yeah I think it's a close game. If I And that's the only one I would put money on, the Chiefs to cover. That's it. Now, the, the late game, and I'm going to talk about that in one second, about the order of the games. Um, the Lions are seven-point underdogs. So because I saw the Niners just barely squeak by the Packers and because I've seen the Lions gaining all this energy and because I'm caught up in the story, because you remember that when the Lions were on hard knocks a couple of years ago, I declared then I'm a Lions fan because I'm a Dan Campbell fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I've been following the Lions, not like a hardcore, passionate, you know, fully engaged, um, emotionally attached Lions fan. I've you been did following call them my lions multiple times. Right. But I you call did. them, I, I, they, <laughs> they've become my, you know, one of my secondary and third place and fourth place kinds of teams. I'm caught up in the lions being a team of destiny. And I'm either going to be proven wrong on Sunday because they lose the game and they get blown out and they get beat up and they're not good enough to keep up with the Niners yet. Like the way the bills cannot get over the hump of the chiefs. Not that the lions have been here before. But I believe that the Lions are this year's team of destiny. And so I don't know if they're going to win. I definitely think it's a possibility. I'm not one of these people who thinks San Francisco is going to crush them, beat them down. It's not even going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Lions can absolutely win. And I'm going to bet with my heart. And I'm going to take the Lions to cover the seven points. Now, let me throw something at you guys. Addiction. And maybe it is. Maybe now it's become that. By the way, I'm so addicted with all this big money that I'm playing. You know that last Ooh. week, last week, this is how bad it is. Last week, I bet on every game. 
I won $9, lost $10, won $9, and won $24. I mean, mean, I'm not playing, you know, where like uh, I'm not going to be able to make my house payments. You know what I'm saying? You got to just lie to the people and do what betters do. Real, real like betters say units, dog. Oh, dog. When you say, I know, but it sounds better. Like, dude, I dropped two and a half units. I dropped one unit. People don't know what that means in yeah. your bank world. Mm. You only got to tell us nine, ten, nine, I ten, dropped, twenty-four. I dropped a dime. <laughs> I dropped a dime, a dime, and a dime, yeah. and then I double dimed. Mm. Two and a half dimes. 25. My dimes. Twenty-five. You dropped twenty-five. I dropped ten, 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 and twenty-five on them. And you know, I, my come, my return wasn't really much what I wanted, but we'll be back next week. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a quick question. Um, do you think, and I don't know why they do this. I really don't have an idea on this. Um, do you think that the NFL gets this wrong? To me, to me, the Lions and the Niners, that's the undercard. And the Chiefs and the Ravens is the main event. And yet, the main event is the early game, and the undercard is the late game. And to me, I'm thinking to myself, Chiefs Ravens is going to be such a legendary instant classic. And then you're going to be like, Oh my God, what a game. That was awesome. Oh, thank God. There's another game. And then it's a seven point spread for a reason. I mean, Vegas knows things and they think that San Francisco seven points better. So what happens if you go from an instant classic to a game that's not nearly as good? I don't know why they do it this way. Um, Maybe it's an East coast, West coast thing. What is your answer, Alex? Time zones. Well, yeah, so I was going to say, so San Francisco's yeah. on the West Coast, you know. But still, if, if they played it, yeah. if they played it three um, Pacific, that's, I mean, three Pacific, three Eastern is noon Pacific. Maybe they could go from one to 430. You don't I'm like not, sunset? You don't like sunsets? I'm just, I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is. You two is sunsets I'm, on national television. I know, but I feel like the better game is is the game that should be on later. Um, because if you they, look back, if just real quick, if you look back, it's the better game. Well, I don't know that it is yet. I just network, I perceive it to be the better game. Network television does a little something called the lead in. And if you maximize the audience pre lead in, then the, then the other thing rolls on. Guess what? They just go to the other thing. And I think I love how, that. Yeah. It's also like only in the playoffs is the NFL so powerful that Jim Nance will be reading promos to watch the Fox game. During the CBS game. Yeah. But maybe that's why Fox gets the late game is because CBS has the Super Bowl. And um, this is where oh, Fox's no. season ends. We get Tony ends. Romo in the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the great thing about the Super Bowl and having Romo for that is like, it's most people are watching in a loud environment. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's not quiet. Yeah, it's I not like your it. Super Bowl party's not quiet, you know? Yeah, I won't hear it. Um, yeah. So, hey, if you, and the reason I, I even mentioned the whole time of which game is which, and I don't, again, I'm not like some TV executive who knows the answer, but if you look back to last weekend and you look at the games um, and you look at the the number of people that were watching all of these wild card games or divisional round games last weekend, dude, the numbers are just astronomical. And you understand that America literally pumps its brakes to watch football. In particular, not just on your everyday average Sunday, but on the divisional round weekend, we're posting some numbers up on the screen right now for those of you that are listening on radio and audio podcast. Alex, just just walk us yeah. through these real quick. 
everything was a record. Every matchup was a record. That's why I don't think it matters what time they play, Scott. Uh, Ravens versus Texans, which was considered the worst game of the weekend, got 31.8 million, which was the most watched game on ESPN ever. Then you got uh, the night game, 49ers versus Packers had 37.5 million, which was the most watched Fox game since 1987. Then you on Sunday morning on NBC, you had Lions versus Buccaneers, which was 40.4 million, which was NBC's wow. most watched divisional game ever. I don't know what that means, but that's what I read. And then Bills <laughs> versus Chiefs, 50.39 million. 50 million. That is the most watched non-Super Bowl game ever. That's crazy. I mean, nothing, not a game in the World Series. Say it the Yankees and the Dodgers can touch that. You put the Yankees and the Dodgers together, can't touch it. You can put the Celtics and the Lakers together, game seven, and nothing, nothing in sports. Not even close. You can touch that. It would require seven games combined to get there, maybe. Yeah, right. You get about 10 million a game. Yeah. An NBA Finals game between LeBron James and, and I mean, that's not even a person who's even equal to his magnitude at this point. But you would have to get two of the most legendary players ever to be playing in the finals and for it to come down to one game and get that game to come down to the fourth quarter. Even then you might get to 20 million. And then only in the you NFL, might. only in the NFL, do you never discuss the markets of those teams? Because we're never, talking about Kansas never. City right. and Buffalo. Yep. Because football, football fans watch the game. That's college yeah. and professional. Everybody watches because you're watching the sport. You're betting. you're betting. You're watching the sport. You're not particularly watching these these two teams. It's yeah. awesome to see these two teams there. But if it ends up being the the Lions and the Ravens, it'll be one of the highest rated Super Bowls ever because but it's I'm, about the America just stops what it's doing yes. for these yeah. magnitude of games and yeah. every sports bar. And every every casino and any place where these games are on, from your living room to anywhere you you're going, literally America stops for all these games. And then and then there's just all the the other stuff that goes on around it. Like for example, you know we've been talking a lot about the Jim Harbaugh situation. What is going to happen with Harbaugh? And you know there was an NFL uh, Network report where um, Ian Rappaport, who's you know kind of like the Adam Schefter of the NFL Network. He's on TV talking about what was said earlier on NFL Network uh, that the Chargers are uh, within striking distance was the phrase that they used. I told you guys yesterday, I spoke to somebody that knows Harbaugh very well, and his phrase was inevitable that the Chargers and and Harbaugh are going to get this deal done. The fact that they had a second meeting, according to all the reports yesterday. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 hold on. Time out. You phrased it very differently right now than you did yesterday when you used the word inevitable. How did I say it now? You used it very differently and very specifically today. Whereas yesterday, yesterday it was inevitable to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Today, you said inevitable to the Chargers. Oh, no, I'm I'm thinking yesterday I was trying to say inevitable to the Chargers, not to the NFL. You definitely didn't because I I went back and watched the clips so I could post the clips. And you never said that, or I would have posted that. Got but it. Today, um, well, I just wrote it down. But but I but again, I mean, the fact that Harbaugh did not, the, the fact that they didn't yesterday get a deal done, shake hands, and make an announcement, 
makes me think that Harbaugh is going back to Michigan because I've hold, held on to that opinion the whole time that he's going to go back to Michigan. Makes me feel like Mich he's going to go back to Michigan. He's going to sit down with the president of the university and the athletic director and whoever the biggest booster is, and he's going to say, hey, look, I have a, a $15 million, $20 million deal to go to the Chargers, and um, guys, I, I'm a Michigan man. I want to stay home, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go from $12.5 million uh, that you guys are offering when I've got a $20 million offer over here. What did, what did Ian Rappaport have to say yesterday on the NFL Network? Let's watch and, and listen in. Back a second time for the Chargers for a lot of people involved felt like it would be the end of the entire road. It's just not there yet. He was in the Chargers building yesterday. There was no news as of late last night whether or not a deal got done. Harbaugh also has interest from the Falcons. Also, of course, has a huge offer on the table from the University of Michigan to make him the highest paid coach in college football. Just needs to close the deal with the Chargers to end all this. It just has not happened yet. I'm just looking at my phone to see uh, how many different phone numbers I have for Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> I'm going to text him. I'm going to I'm going to say what? Actually, what are you going to um, say? I'm going to I'm going to First, I'm gonna first I'm gonna text his dad. I'm texting Jack mm. Harbaugh right now. Yo, I need to know what's going on. Mm. All caps. You know, yeah. I'm I'm gonna text Jack Harbaugh right now. Tell me now. Yeah, I want. Well, I got a video of uh, your your boy, one of your best friends, future best friends, Tom mm -hmm. Telesco, mm -hmm. uh, entering the Raiders building, and the shackles are off, my friend. That man okay. has looked so happy yeah. to leave that family. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's 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 do that. Coming right back. Um, stick around, everybody. Because we have not yet talked about the San Diego State basketball team last night. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm staying close to that team and, and keeping my eyes on that team. Um, because last night, while they were playing on CBS Sports Network, I happened to be at a Lakers-Clippers game, and I didn't get a chance to watch the game. So Alex will fill us in on all the details. And yes, video has emerged as Tom <laughs> Telesco walks into the Raiders' offices today, and he becomes the general manager. This segment of Kaplan Crew being brought to us by PrizePix, prizepix.com slash greatfriends prizepicks.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So get in the game with prize picks. More to come. This is Kaplan. Hey, great friends. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And as we were going to break in the last segment, I said I was going to tack, uh, text Jack Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh's dad, who was one of my coaches when I was in college and um, who I really adore and respect. And I just sent him a text and it was delivered saying, Coach, I'm looking for a little info. What's going on here? Is, is Jim going to head to the Chargers? I actually said to him, you know, I'm rooting for Jim to go back to Michigan. And then I ended the whole text with Go Ravens. So <laughs> I, wow. I did enough sucking up. Yeah the text to hopefully get some sort of response but we'll have to see i mean the text was delivered and right now jack harbaugh is probably sitting there looking at his phone going who is this big mouth he has got such yeah. a big mouth and he's not asking because he cares he's asking because he wants to know so he can talk about it on radio and youtube and tv and audio podcast. if he remembers you when was the last time you spoke to that man um last time i texted with him oh my gosh it was a long time ago i'm just looking at it, it as a really long oh, you, time ago you one of those um, well, I am. I mean, listen, I, but I always loved the guy. And, um, you know, I went to college with, you know, he was a coach. His daughter, Jim's sister, was a student at the same time, a little bit older, but just at the same time. Been around John many, many times, the brother. Um, so feel like I have a, 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 a peripheral relationship with dad. Mm -hmm. 
And obviously, you know, Jim, when Jim was in San Diego and he was coaching the University of San Diego, me, Jim and Billy Ray used to all do a um, Chargers show that used to air on Channel 4, where we air Kaplan and crew now on Channel 4. Back then, Channel 4 used to do a lot of local production. And Billy Ray had two shows. One was like an Aztec weekly magazine kind of show, you know, and one was a Charger show. And Billy Ray hosted both of them. And um, me, Billy Ray, and Jim would be, while Jim was the coach at USD, would be standing in the Murphy Canyon uh, facility and we'd, you know, be up on the balcony shooting as the Chargers were practicing. And we were shooting that week's episode of whatever it was called, Charger, whatever. You know, I think that's what it was actually called, Charger, whatever. And, um, and so, you know, Jim Harbaugh is not like some guy that I don't know. And I, and dad's a guy who I played for. So, you know what? Yeah. It's been a long time since I texted him. I hate to admit it. Gosh, it's been 10 years. Um, but we, no had, way. we had Jim and Jack both in the studio at the old 1090 way back when. So, uh, he's not going to get back to me. I'm not, I don't think he will, but it was worth a try. Right. Last time I spoke to Jack Harbaugh was the Super Bowl of Ravens 49ers. Okay. Um, I don't know if we had him on at Radio Row. I don't know if we had him on on on. I know we had him on the show a lot leading up to it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it was on on the phone or in person or all or both. But that was the last time. So when was that? I don't know. I don't remember what yeah. year that was. I mean, it's been mm -hmm. a long time because Jim's been at Michigan for how long? Eight years or Ten so. Years. Yeah. So. All right. Well, it's worth a shot, man. It's just fishing. That's all it is. It's just fishing. You know why mm -hmm. not? All right. Um. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. This segment of the show, I know, it's so bad. This segment of the show is being brought to us by our friends at Mountain Trust Realty Services. My man, Gary Cooper, who, by the way, was on yesterday and said, hey, give me a call. And gosh, darn it, don't you know I forgot to give him a call. I'll call him today. Uh, I know. Well, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm a... Bandwidth, I'm, baby. I'm I like that, man. I'm by myself, like man. I don't have any help. You know what? My girlfriend hired a personal assistant, and the personal assistant is in the Philippines, and um, the onboarding of this person, it, it's like, assistant. yeah, it, dude, it's unbelievable what this person is capable of doing for her company. So many different things that this person can do for her in the Philippines. And, you know, it, the cost is completely different for a person in the Philippines than here speaks perfect English, completely educated, has a whole background on what, you know, she needs for, from him. I am like blown away. I'm, I'm thinking I need that too. She tag team two for one special. I know we're thinking about it. Tag get in on her, back get again. in on her, get Check in on her the calendar. Record. And just, That's again, party yeah. on, party people. Let me hear some noise. These season and help just jump and joy. Yeah. It's a party yeah. over here, a party over there. Put your yeah. hands in the air. She get there. Yeah. These three words when you're getting busy. Woo. Woo. There, there it, is. it is. Yeah. Hit me. I'm with you, Brown. Back mm. to the show. I'm Brown. I'm with you. All right. Um. So let me do this. Brown, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with, Brown. <laughs> I'm with you, Brown. <laughs> I'm Brown and I'm oh, that's great. That was like the whitest song you've ever sung on this show, by the way. Whoop that is is not a white song, brother. No, it is, brother. Scoop, Tiny there it is dancing. is a white song. No, scoop Sco there it is. Scoop there it is. Scoop there it is. Yeah. You just you just prove it. You just I guarantee it. you there's people what there's so Wait, why did watching... you hit two uh uh at the end of that? Why? You mean let me let me let me think about it. Yeah, that's scoop, the wrong song. There it is. Uh scoop. There it is. Uh uh. I don't know. No, no, no. no are you bro. thinking of Are you thinking of Babes Got Back with the double no. up? No, no. I'm thinking about like uh, the Geico Is commercial. That... Nobody uh uh in there. Nobody does. That is a survey. Uh uh. Alex is correct. That is from Baby yeah. Got Back. 
double up. Not from mm, whoop mm, there. It, yeah, yeah, not from whoop there it is, or scoop there it is for that matter. Mm. Anyway, do you? I, for sure, there's someone watching this, listening to this, thinking, "What did Browner just rap from the Vanilla Ice Cream song?" <laughs> yeah, like there are someone right. watching this that has no idea that 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 was that's a real song. A what was the name of that song. group? What was the name of that group? Uh, I don't. I don't know. A tag team, I think. I'm not 100% no, no. sure. Whoop day it is. And then they got that Geico commercial no, and they became Browner way more right. famous. Yeah. Tag team's the tag name of the group? Tag team. Day it is. Back No, no this is, come on, man. It's a tag team back again. They, oh, that's tag their name. Team back again. Yeah. Back yeah. Check it to wreck it. Let's begin. Party on, party people. Let me hear some noise. DC, the guy who's rapping, DC's in the house. Jump, jump, enjoy. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air. Shake your shake dairy your dairy air. Yeah. yeah. These three words when you get in busy. Whoop, whoop. There it, it is. is. Whoop. There it is. Whoop. It's also not. Whoop. What is it? It's whoop. Whoop. There's an M. Come on, dog. Come on. The dog. title of the song is whoop. You ain't got to be like all that. You, you got to break it down like that, dog. Scoop, yeah, the there it class. is. Got, uh, English class. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, uh, there it is. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you eh, think that's, eh. that's got to be on the levels of catchiness? That's up there with Burger King. Like, scoop, Ooh, there it is. Yeah. I don't even know what scoop, there it is. Is scoop, there it is a Geico commercial? Yeah. So that's yes. the problem. That's a problem. The fact that I don't even know what they were advertising. Yeah, it was Geico. Song was to, I didn't know that. Yeah. Scoop. They come out of nowhere. Boop. Start doing the song. I wonder if lizard, you can find it. Is a lizard scooping? I can't you, play that. I know. Well, nah, it's, it's two people scooping. They, it's, they take it's, us it's, down. Well, you have that couple in the in the in the in the two kitchen. black people in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah that very nice looking black lady in the kitchen and a good looking mm -hmm. black dude. And, the and then all of a sudden, dancing. and the daughter's like, "What are you guys doing?" And the next thing you know, they they are getting down. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, representation. Ah, uh, uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay. Um, where were we? Browner, there's gonna be representation in the Super Bowl, guaranteed. Quarterback position. Listen, if we if we do it right, if we do it right, well, no, nah, we can't have two. No, you can't have two. No, you're, All right, you're, stuck, well, listen. you're stuck with well, the Well, 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 Jared Goff could get her and Teddy Bridgewater comes in. No, let's all hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I love the, other, Teddy, but... the rookie, I think I called him Malik Hooker, but it's Hendon Hooker. Yes, he's, you know, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Why, he's, he's San Francisco's what? Or the Lions. He, the Lions back. Yeah. The Lions. The Lions third string. string third Wait. string. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me do this. Uh, let me spend a couple of minutes here on what happened last night with San Diego State's basketball team. You want the team. Telesco video before we move on to basketball? I, I do. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you. You're Scoop welcome. day it is. Would you like it with sound so you could hear awkward, awkward uh, greetings? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Here you All go. Right. All right. Telesco walking into the Raiders' offices today. White gray suit, white shirt. I love those um, awkward. So, so the woman's the CEO, right? Well, the, the first person, or something, right? I don't know who she is, actually. This is the woman that walked in with the uh, backpack on? Yeah, no, no, she's no, the, the president. The woman in a suit. She's the president of the team. Oh, the woman that, yeah, that says, okay. I have something for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the first person that he says hello to, the white guy with the slick back hair, 
Mm-hmm. His Will? name is what's say again? Will. Yeah, his name is Will Kiss. Like that's yes. Will Will Kiss has been the longtime public relations man of the Raiders. So mm-hmm. when when Telesco walks through the door, there's a lady in front of him, and she's mm-hmm. wearing a Raiders backpack. I don't know who she is. She's and the gopher. She went to pick him up. Uh, probably so. And then um, as Telesco walks in, the first guy he sees is the PR man, Will Kiss. And they say hello. And then he moves to the next person. I don't know who she is. You say she's the president of the team? Alex, I actually don't mm-hmm. know who she is. Sandra um, Douglas Morgan. Okay. And then she says, I have something for you. I don't know what she had. I don't know if she had like a little Raider pin. pin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the next guy that you see is Antonio Pierce. You ready to get to work or what's up? Mm-hmm. And so I suspect, this is just a guess, that Antonio Pierce is going to go with Tom Telesco and the two of them are going to go sit down. And I'm, I'm going to guess that Marvin Lewis, the former Bengals coach is going to be in that meeting. Cause I mean, he is Antonio, he's the right hand guy and they're going to be talking about, okay, look, defensively we're kind of set. I, I think, I mean, I don't think that their coaching staff has been let go. Um, I don't recall any reports of that, but offensively we need to fix what's going on here. And, um, by the way, you're going to have to figure out what to do about Jimmy Garoppolo and this contract. And we got to figure out what we're doing with Aiden O'Connell. Cause you know, he's a mid round pick and a rookie. Let's say we're again, replace- we're, we're replacing him. That's what we're doing with that. Well, guy. we're replacing him as a starting quarterback for sure. Yes. Yeah. He yes. cannot be our starting quarterback next year, but we got to figure out what we're going to do. Cause I think, I feel like the Raiders are very much locked into that Garoppolo mess. For this year, they're kind of stuck. Yeah. yeah. So Garoppolo, fine. Backup quarterback. If you ain't locked into that Denver Bronco uh, contract with with uh, Russell Wilson, you ain't locked into no contract. Well, no one's technically locked in, but there's a lot of dead. Like the same thing. If the when the when the Broncos get rid of Russell Wilson, they will carry a big dead cap number, and that's the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. But yeah. Garoppolo has this one year, and you know what? As far as a backup goes. Hey, he's an experienced veteran player, and and if you ask him to start every game, you're never going to get that out of him because he's always hurt, and he's not that good. But if you need him to come off the bench and spell somebody who got hurt in a game, you can rely yes. on Jimmy Garoppolo as a guy or, who has enough experience. Or Alex oh. Van Pelt goes in there and be like, I just squeezed how many wins out of Joe Flacco? You don't think I can get you some wins with Jimmy Garoppolo? Mm-hmm. Don't, but, don't do that. Don't tell them that. Don't. Say I would tell you this. I'd tell you this I'd right listen. now. That roster, I'll make it work. I'll I'd start Aiden O'Connell if I had to over Jimmy Garoppolo. If I had to choose between the two, yes. Yeah, I'll take yes. my chances with a second year guy who just got a bunch of experience playing this year. I'll take Aiden O'Connell as my starter so over Jimmy Garoppolo. Wild, let's go wildcat with Josh Jacobs. Just rely on the defense. All right. So what's so there, there you go. You? For those of you that are what's wrong with me, I watched too much Aiden O'Connell this year. That's what's wrong with me. I watched way too much of that guy play quarterback. You know, um, he actually, in the first game, I want to say that he started, I believe it was the first game that they played against the Chargers, and he was very smart to walk through, uh, get onto the field, and just start giving the ball to Devontae Adams. Like, that's a smart move when you're a rookie quarterback. That guy right there, he's the best player on the field, give him the ball. And, Mm And as I recall in that first game against the Chargers this year, he was super close to winning that game. I want to say they were in the red zone. He may have thrown like a Joe rookie Brady. interception, like right at the goal line. Does that sound familiar to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather take my chances with Aiden O'Connell than Jimmy Garoppolo. I know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. No. <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, let me do this. Tell me about, cause I, I admittedly did not see it last night. 
San Diego State, who had back-to-back losses on national television inside the Mountain West Conference, last night had another conference game, this time at home, early. Again, national TV, not big CBS, CBS Sports Network, so nobody's watching it unless you are a fan of the two teams that were playing. Alex, I'll rely on you. Um, yeah. What happened with the Aztecs last night? Did they yeah. did they rebound? And when I say rebound, I don't mean like off the glass. I mean, did they did they get it back together last night after the two straight losses? Took them a took them a bit. For, first of all, it took CBS Sports Network a bit to get to the game because the game before didn't end until like eleven minutes left in the first half. So, oh no, uh, yeah, Wyoming uh, kept it very close. They were they were drilling some threes in the first half. Uh, San Diego State went into the into halftime only up by two. I tweeted, I'm officially concerned about my Aztecs because they just mm-hmm. same, no flow on offense. The other teams are making shots on them, and you're just like, what is happening here? And then in the second half, Lamont Butler, which we asked for when Jaden Ladee is not necessarily torching it, which he still had a mm-hmm. game last night, Jaden Ladee. Uh, Lamont Butler finally stepped up. He scored 23 last night. It was the first time he scored at least 20 points all season long. He had a very good game, solid all the way around. Didn't rely on just shooting threes. He was getting into the basket so yes they rebounded well and what i rebounded them is they they got the win that they needed mm-hmm. and they ended up kind of not blowing them out by any means but they they did have a big second half outscoring them 47 to 33 in the second half so big bounce back game here's coach dutch um talking about it just another game with wyoming and everything was expected last year at their place they didn't guard kishad they sagged on lamont and uh we found a way to win, and it was a close game. Today, they don't guard uh, our foreman, Elijah, uh, Jay Pal, sagged a little bit on some other guys. And these guys work on their game, so I don't mind them taking early threes. You know, if they're making them, then maybe we blow the game open early. But we missed enough where it got to the point where we said, well, let's just duck them in instead. And we have all that in our offense. Yeah, they did throw up a bunch of threes in the first half because a lot of guys were open because they were just focusing on the D. Um, but like he said, they just kind of abandoned that in the second half and got to the point, and it worked out. Okay. What's uh, what's coming up next now for San Diego? A week State? off. A week off, which is mm-hmm. great, in my opinion. Get healthy, get some rest, because next week they go. their first game back is at Colorado State, who tech right now is ranked 24th in the country. Mm-hmm. Very tough game. So they have a week off. They don't play until next Tuesday, the 30th. I thought that that was a good win, considering that you Ladie did not have the level of game from a consistent consistency basis throughout the period of the game. But Lamar Butler, Lamont Butler came in and did something, did something. Cause I think he's a good college. He's a good number two college basketball player. I don't think he'll be a first round pick. He might be a free, he might make a camp in a league, but at the college level, he is a very good number two. He can handle the ball. He can make shots, but he's got to be consistent. We don't need to consistently see 23 from him. We need to consistently see between 15 and 20 from him. And I think that will get people off Ladee because you just need to get people off of Ladee because college teams don't have two great defenders. They rarely have two uh, good inside and outside defenders. So if you could get a little bit of attention off Ladee, clear up a little bit more space for him, Lamont Butler could really start to kind of show himself as a player. So I'm glad they got that game in before a week off because now you could go in and look at film look at the progression that you've made from the previous game that they lost where Ladie didn't really get much help to this game to where they noticed it he began to get help and then now we go to a week and we kind of 
compare the two and then kind of show guys where we made mistakes and where we got better at within a span of two games. Now let's get to work in practice. What uh, What's next for them, though? They have a week off, and then who do they play? Colorado State and Colorado. Okay, you said that. Um, yeah, also, like they need to really help themselves for the rest of the Mountain West because the team yeah. those wins that win against Gonzaga not looking as good. Like Gonzaga is not even ranked anymore. Uh, BYU is being is bad in the Big Twelve. They were kind of hanging their hand on that one. They're two and four in the Big Twelve all of a sudden. Mm. So you got to really help yourself. You know, you got to build your resume in this conference. And this year, I don't think you're one and only a one represent only one team is going to be represented i think you'll have multiple teams get in but i don't think you want to be the fourth in mountain west you know you want to be a top two team in the mountain west to to guarantee yourself to get in yeah so that, hey, that game on tuesday is huge let's do this um let's get to a highlight of the day and i think i know what, you, what you're going to pick out i think i do okay let's uh let's get to a tory holistics california holistics highlight of the day you ready to go sure it's time for the highlight of the day man do you want to get high man I'm just really high. Oh, cool. I was delaying there a second uh, to uh. pull up today's deals because today is Weed Wednesday at Tory Holistics. Mm-hmm. When you use the promo code BetterBud, spend a minimum of 75 bucks, you'll get 20% off your purchase. And today is Weed Wednesday, so you got 20 for, 25% off all Claiborne products. Uh, wow. 25% off Tory Herb code 18. Tory Herb. One gram jars, four for thirty dollars. Uh, Shabinsky's twenty five percent off. So you got lots of deals, and that's not the only thing. But you got lots of deals happening at Tory Holistics. Browner, I am for sure one hundred percent going to California today. So if you need me to pick okay. that stuff up, let me know because Please we need do. to email Charlie today. Uh, but I am one hundred percent going down there today. Uh, what did you think my highlight of the day was going to be? I thought it was going to be the uh, TNT post game show. Oh, I thought we were might get to that in the exclusive part because the story okay, do that. of we how do that. this that that news broke yesterday yeah. Yeah. was very fascinating. Okay, and what was your highlight of the going to be? Uh, I didn't really have one specifically, but I'll do this one because if we've been okay. talking so much football today, let's just skip there for the last minute. Lamar Jackson today was asked, "Hey, how much do you look forward to like facing off against Patrick Mahomes?" And he gave the best answer ever. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but it, it's just, I believe it's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe. You know, like a heavyweight fight, heavyweight matchup. That's that's just what I see. I love Good answer. Like, I don't I don't like real. I love him at all. Huh? He said, I don't like yeah. going against him at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like competing against him. Yeah. I love how real he is, dude. Like, I love he is that. a real one. Yeah. Yo, no, we got going. Let's keep going. Don't. No, I'm going to leave yeah. it right there. I'm just going to let that breathe. No, yeah. I mean, you know, you just keep going. Don't refer to that. You just keep I'm going. He's yeah. a, I'm, yeah. No, I'm yeah. just going to yeah. let it breathe yeah. a little bit. He's a real one. All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, we always tell you, don't acknowledge, don't acknowledge and continue. Yeah. Correct. We always tell you. All right. Torialistics, California Listics, Better Bud is our promo code. You save 20%, but as Alex pointed out, Weed Wednesday today, so uh, lots of savings. All right, radio listeners, stay right where you are. Plenty more to get to. Podcast viewers and podcast listeners, let's get uncensored. All right, guys, time to get uncensored around here. 
And then uh, we'll move on to the rest of the week, which, by the way, I mean, tomorrow, Alex, I don't know if we've got this or not, but is Dato coming on tomorrow to give us, like, the Sports Injury Central version of how we should play these games for the uh, the AFC and NFC Championship games? I haven't talked to him or the doc yet. Uh, the doc did say he had a lot of hardball stuff. Oh, really? To talk about. Okay. I don't know if he wants to talk about the hiring or if he wants to talk about oh. the person. Oh. He did say if we could talk about hardball if you want. And I was like, okay. So... Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, I I feel like Dato really does the gambling talk, and I feel like Doc does a lot of the injury talk. And I can honestly tell you, I don't have a lot of in- interest in the injury side of it. I have a lot of interest in the betting side of it. Not a lot um, of injuries either. So I mean, I don't really. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I don't need injury analysis. I need betting analysis. <laughs> but if Doc yeah. has information on the Harbaugh thing, which I could totally see. Then I'd I'd certainly be interested. I, it doesn't matter to me, man. Yeah, I haven't talked to either of them yet. I'm I'll send a message. Okay. All right, we'll figure it out. Um, all right. So uh good day today. And I you know, yesterday I was so freaked out because I honestly thought this Harbaugh thing was like happening. You know, there just seemed to be so much energy around it. And I'll tell you guys, I don't know if Harbaugh is trying to create more leverage because he really wants the charger job. But no. he's not going to do it if unless he gets paid the big money. Or if Harbaugh's motivation is, listen, I would like to get back to the NFL, but I want to make the most money because this is the hottest I'm ever going to be. And the reason I need to at least keep talking to Atlanta is because their ownership is way richer than the Chargers ownership. And I don't know, man. Atlanta is like a um, Atlanta seems like an easier and I don't mean like easier to win immediately thing. Just dealing in Atlanta seems like a whole lot easier than dealing in L.A. And dealing with Arthur Blank seems a lot easier than dealing with the Spanoses. I would rather coach the Atlanta team because the the owner has more money. It's their stadium. Arthur Blank seems more flexible and financially willing to help him as a head coach in whatever way he may need. And last, most importantly, not least, the offense is better than the Chargers, period. Jim Harbaugh will fix the quarterback. He will find a quarterback. They have B. John Robinson. They have Drake London. They have uh, Pitts at tight end. They have a blue-chip, high-level, superstar-capable player at every skill position, and their offensive line is good. Their defense is solid. They're, they just need a coach. They just need a coach. And so a quarterback. I, right. And I and that's Jim Harbaugh's specialty. Who was Colin okay, Kaepernick? Well, we've never actually said, I don't think the three of us have actually said, fine. We all think what we think, but who are the Chargers going to get? Who do you think they will end up with? Mike Vrabel. I still I mean, think at this moment, I, I came to the conclusion last night. They're going to get Harbaugh. They're going to pay man. it. They're finally going to do it. This this is it. Like they're finally going to do it. Whether it works out, I don't know. But they're they have to. This is it, man. They but, have to. But it, but, it, but it, what they have to do versus what Harbaugh has to do may not necessarily Correct. be the same thing. But I've already made my opinion clear multiple times on that. If they give him what he wants financially, he's going to do it. Perhaps. Um. But I would say this. This is just a guess, and and I'm maintaining my opinion as well. Mm-hmm. Before he says yes to anything, my thought is he goes back to Michigan and says, hey, look, uh, 
you know, um, going to the NFL is something that will always be an opportunity. Correct. However, as of right now, this is my moment. I'm the hottest thing going in coaching. I'm coming off a national championship. You know, either I've set you guys up to succeed without me, or you guys see my value and you want to keep me. And before I say yes to their 20 million, I'm looking at you guys and I'm saying, Hey, look, I'm, you got this thing in here, in here at 12 and a half million. But the key is, is I want this language so that if by chance there's an NCAA something and, and you guys decide to fire me, I walk away and I don't know what his, the, the terms are in terms of length of the contract, but if Jimbo Fisher got fired by Texas A&M and left with $75 million, if Michigan mm. decides to fire Jim Harbaugh because of something unethical or illegal, Jim Harbaugh wants to know that when if he were to get fired, he's not getting fired for cause and walking out with nothing. He's getting that same giant dollar figure. Essentially, what he's doing is he's saying, you you can't fire me because firing me will cost too much money. And I'm Jimbo Fisher got $75 million to not coach. Yeah, he was that. Are bad. You fuck, that's fucking crazy. Crazy. $75 million to get the fuck out of here. Sure. How fast? Yeah. So who do the Chargers get, Scott? Well, I'm kind of with Browner. I think that the thing about Vrabel is Vrabel checks the boxes. Vrabel has been good, not great. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. So he's not in that Mike McCarthy, Sean Payton class of coach yet but he does check the box of not being a first-time head coach mm -hmm. so and i think vrabel is going to be less than half of what harbaugh wants mm -hmm. and i and and based on the history of the chargers i think vrabel is probably your best choice if you if harbaugh is not if it's not automatic like if it's not fuck yeah dude harbaugh yeah like yeah. I, I say, fuck. Yeah. If I don't say fuck. Yeah. I'm like, well, should, can we, how do we do this? Can we figure it out? I don't understand. I mean, how, how do we go from 5 million a year in a coach to $20 million a year in a coach? How, where does that money come from? If it's not automatic, no problem. We can do that right now. Right. I think money is an issue. And I, and I think money's an issue for the chargers more than it is for Harbaugh. And by the way, if it is Mike Frable, that's a great hire. That's a great hire for them. If it's Mike Vrabel, that's a great hire. And I wouldn't be shocked. Now that Bill Belichick has had an actual taste of what it is actually like to be out of that building, don't be shocked if his name resurfaces. I'm Because now you've been told, we want you, but not at this, not in this way. Not like this. So don't be shocked if you start hitting that in the charges again. And if, if it's not Jim Harbaugh, if you don't start hearing some rumor about Bill Belichick in some way, shape, or form, similar to the way uh, 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 Pete Carroll came out of nowhere all of a sudden, now he's, quote-unquote, pushing for the job. So what happens if the Belichick people start, quote-unquote, pushing for the job if they get the sense that Harbaugh's going to Atlanta? I just – I can't imagine that Harbaugh – I mean, th there doesn't seem like anybody else is interested in Belichick. It, I, I, I agree. I agree. Until yeah. he comes off his demands – yeah, nobody wants to work with that grump. Yeah, right. And nobody wants a seventy-one-year-old coach now. Not anymore. That's a grump. This ain't high school. Huh. You know, seriously, I don't need grandpa out there coaching. <laughs>
All right, listen, we got to go. We're back tomorrow. Appreciate all you guys. Love all you guys. Uh, wish that you guys would go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, and hook up with some of our new merch. And we are back tomorrow. Peace out.